in a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes can cost far more than dollars. One oil and gas sales expert, one HSE professional, and the greatest PPE provider on the planet must come together. Two men, one brand, one mission. Red Wings Oil and Gas HSE podcast with Mark LaCour and Patrick Pister starts now. Hey, it's Mark LaCour, and this show is for everybody who has an interest in HSE in the oil and gas industry. Brought to you by Red Wing, the leaders in PPE, ensuring your people go home safe every day. Joining me today is my sincere co-host, Patrick Pister. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Man, we had a great lunch today, didn't we? We did, and I'm really excited about the guests we have today. It's They solve a problem that I actually hate in the oil field. Yeah. So who do we have on? We've got R&H Manufacturing, and they're here to talk about Safer Union. We've got uh, Ray and Will. How are you all doing today? Doing good. Yeah. Doing great. So, so Will, how did you get started in this industry? I got started in the industry in 2003 out of, better words, a lack of job. I got out of high school, <laughs> got out of... Looking for a job, needed somewhere to go, and a buddy was working in the oil field, convinced me to go. I got my first week's paycheck, never turned around. Good for you. That was a good time to come out into the oil field. I mean, now if you came out of school and didn't have a job, it's a little rougher, but back then it was good. Back then it was good money, hard work. It's a different story now, though. Yeah. We talked about something at lunch. We're going to come back to that a little bit. And um, Ray, man, what is your background? How did you get involved in all this? My background's, uh, I've always worked in, I guess, the sports side of the oil field and machine shops and the sports okay. side. <laughs> support side. Yeah, support side. Gotcha. So since I got out of high school, so uh, your monotone voice. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's um, good. So that yeah, machi- just, what people don't realize is how much stuff needs to be manufactured in this industry. Everything that's out there. Yeah, everything that's out there. And it takes some skilled labor. You know, not just anybody can work a lathe, can they? No, not yeah. everybody. Yeah. And so you're out there uh, manufacturing parts and pieces to keep this industry running. Correct. Yeah. And- and so how did this whole Safer Union thing come together? Well, I guess first, what, what are we talking about? What is, what yeah, is yeah, Safer Union? So, well, I guess if you want to come back from the, the fruition of it, I guess Will needs to start with that. Safer Union was come up with uh, basically by watching the oil field go up and down. New hands come in, old hands go out. You get the best, the cream of the crop in the slow times. And when it's going and blowing, you sometimes get some really inexperienced hands. Over the years, watch a lot of people with um, hammers and hammer unions the hammer incidents, hand and eye plate or hand and foot placement, I guess basically personal injuries from hammers and damaged wings, metal shards, anything like that has been a, a big concern for me watching fellow employees get hurt. Yeah, so we'll sit back up a little bit for audience doesn't know what a, a hammer union is. What is that? Let's say a hammer union is a way to couple pipes or any kind of hoses that run across the ground, basically making a drilling rig mobile. Because we try to move as fast as possible, so we have a lot of pipe we got to put together. And a hammer union is a quick way to put those high pressure connections together. Yeah, and it's called a hammer union for a reason. Because you beat it with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so y'all actually, you were out there in the field and you saw these people using these hammer unions, and you saw people getting hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Some of it not serious, some of it probably serious, and you figured out there might be a better way. Yeah, not going home is not the way you want to end your job. You want to make it home safe to your family. So we we come up with an idea, Safer Union. That's the name of it. it. It's a hammerless hammer union. You actually put it together with a bar. Uh, I'll let Ray talk a little bit more about that. He's on the, the genius end. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> What's kind of odd is right before uh, I was approached with this idea, this concept, there was a couple guys that used to work next door, leased some property to a company. And uh, they were out doing a uh, pressure test on a 
a well site and uh, a young man went out and hit a, a hammer union with a 6,800 pounds on it. And it, it killed two of the guys. Damn. So, you know, that kind of took it to home when, and so when this came about, it was, it was kind of a no brainer to, to look at it anyway. And so I, I just looked at it and Will wasn't there the first time I seen it, but they brought me a, a hex nut, if you will, an aluminum hex nut. And they wanted to uh, test it and make it out of steel and, and do some API testing and such on it. And so I had the knowledge of what needed to be done. And so I did that. And, and so uh, over a short period of time, just a few days, actually, we designed it into the concept you see today in the nut that you've seen. And then some more changes and things have happened since then. But so that all happened uh, in December of 2015. And then we've done a, a year of testing and some changes in development and stuff. And so we come up with a product and we feel is a, a safer, better way to do it. Yeah, it's um, we'll definitely have some links in the show notes. Go back to the website because it's really a very simple idea. It's using a bar for leverage that fits into the the holes, and you use that to tighten the connection instead of somebody beating it with a hammer. Right, and you got a pin that's in the nut in each lo- and there's eight holes around it, and there's a pin that's in each hole, and the bar's got a J latch in it, so it can't fall out. So it's another safety feature that if you're working face level or above head or something, it's not going to fall out and hit you in the head. So but just another safety feature. Yeah. And then, so the other thing about uh, hammer unions is that depending on how strong the guy is at swinging the hammer, how heavy the hammer, how tired they are, they torque. You, you, it's hard to get them torqued properly or to the right way. They can be torqued differently. It can be basically over tightened or not tightened enough. But y'all actually solve that too, don't y'all? That's correct. We, uh, we actually have a torque bar that you can torque it to the same amount each time. Yeah. So this way you get consistency in your joints, which is that inconsistency is what causes the problem because you have you know, eight joints and they're all tightened to one degree and you have one that's looser, that's the one's going to fail. That's correct. Yeah. Well, and Will and I, we talked at lunch about the, you can have somebody that's skilled, has used hammer unions their entire career, but if they've got to swing that sledge 20, 40, 50 times, the last couple of times, they're going to be, they're going to miss. It's going to happen. You're going to miss. And these the hand injuries is one thing, but anytime I see somebody swinging a, swinging a sledge, they always forget their face mask and they don't think about that metal to metal contact and those tiny pieces of metal that happen to come off. And then, you know, they're wearing, they're wearing their safety glasses, but they're not wearing that face shield, that extra layer of protection, just cause it's, it's hard to put on. It's a hassle. So I, you know, like I said, I've watching y'all's videos. A lot of the hammer unions you're doing in the examples are on fixed piping, which is one thing it's hard enough. Every time I had to change hammer unions, I was on, you know, four inch hard hosing. That's you got to prop it up with chalks and strap it down because it always wants to rotate you've got pipe wrenches on it to keep it in place on top of that now you're swinging a sledgehammer right next to a guy with a pipe wrench yeah exactly so you got to have somebody holding that pipe wrench or standing on it now you got a guy swinging a sledgehammer and it's dangerous for the guy swinging it it's dangerous for the poor guy that has to stand next to him and will you and i got this thing over lunch and i made you stop because it was you had such a passion around it and, and i do we all do too but there's a change going on in the oil field right now as far as quality and i don't mean quality as in the people's personality i mean experience level of some of the people that they're hiring now you're getting a lot of underage not underage i'm sorry underexperienced people the guys that have been bagging groceries at croaker we're in a really upturn in the market over the last year and a half it looks like we've doubled our rig count we're back up close to a thousand rigs now Two, three years ago, we were at 1,800 rigs. We've sent home a lot of good guys with a lot of good experience that aren't ever going to come back. They're having a hard time right now finding quality employees that can actually do the job we need them to do. They're underchained and they're shoved out the door to hurry up and get out there. Let's get this rig on payroll when they don't really know exactly what's going on. Not not only do they know 
they not know what's going on. They don't know how to do the job that they're required to do. They put themselves in bad positions, standing next to somebody slinging a hammer. They don't even know what to hit with a hammer to begin with. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because now you're putting your whole crew at risk, right? So your whole crew's at risk because you have inexperienced people on the field. And one of the cool things about what y'all do uh, with your product is you can you can preset the torque. You don't need to have the field hand experience of I know exactly what this feels like. This way, an inexperienced person can actually put those connectors together. Actually, probably safer over time than an experienced guy could years ago. They're gonna get a guaranteed torque. They'll have a an even tightness on every union, no matter if they. Brand new to the old field and never swung a hammer in their life. Yeah. That's a lot of the problem we have is new people can't can't hit the wing on the hammer, even if they can swing the hammer. Right. That just takes experience, which we, we have a lack of right now. On the, the credibility, what Will's saying, we had Rig Zone on a few weeks ago talking about their, they did a you know a full survey about employment in the old field. And they were saying the same thing, that a lot of these guys, they, they got laid off in the downturn and they got snake bit. And they're not coming back. They're in manufacturing or they're in, in shipping or home construction. And even if the money comes back, they're not willing to come back because they don't want to go through another downturn. So exactly what you said, you've got a lot of inexperienced hands coming in to help reman these rigs that are coming back online. And they just don't have the knowledge or experience that is going to make them efficient or safe in the field. And another part about that is they're not going to be experienced. There's no secret island that you can go to get a bunch of rig hands that got 20 year experience. They don't exist. So, so we're having a bit of a cultural change in the actual people that run our industry. Just takes time, and sometimes they don't have it. Well, and with the recount picking up, and with the pace picking up, money's coming back. You know, everybody's go, 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 right? And and this is an industry where we want our people to go home safe every day, like we say in the show. But when you got a bunch of new hands on a crew, and they're trying to hurry up and get a hole put in the ground, that's not a recipe for safe. Today's technology is geared around speed. They want to get holes punched faster. They want to get more holes per year punched, and their hands got to keep up with it. And right now, we just don't have the experience available. So I. I think we're going to see a lot more upturn in accidents as well this next year with the inexperience that we have running rigs. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. It's um, and not just on land, but everywhere offshore in the pipelines, in the refineries, and the petrochemical plants. Uh, this new generation that's coming in is bright, young, inquisitive, smart, but they don't have the experience, and that experience is what keeps you hurt yourself the first couple of years until you get that under your belt. Um, you talked about everything's fast. Not that I'm trying to sell your products, but doesn't your product isn't your product faster than uh, actually using a, a hammer union? It is faster than a typical hammer union. It takes less experience to make it up and less time to make it up. You're going to save speed on both ends. Yeah. So once again, it falls right into that driving efficiencies out there. Besides being safer, I tell you what's cool though. It's from my heart. You saw a problem because you're in the middle of this. This is this is your backyard, right? You saw a problem and you figured out a way to fix it. Yes. I mean that's awesome. Yeah. And knowing that you're out there, now you're out commercializing it. Now you're out looking for people to come test your product. Right? You want to show that you're, you you have what it takes and that you do a great job and that you solve a real problem. But it must also kind of feel good knowing that these people are going to be safer because of what y'all two are doing. Just trying to get the word out there to bring more people back home to their families. Yeah. It's a common theme on this show is that no matter who we talk to, whether it's a CEO of some multi-million dollar year company or it's a guy out there spinning a wrench on the rig, everybody wants their people to go home safe every day. So I've to play devil's advocate, and Mark's exactly right, but I want, I want to talk, we talk about it a lot, and I think if you've used a hammer union before, you know the, the the negatives of the hammer union. With this product, what are some of the oppositions you have? The one thing that jumps out at me is it's a specialized piece of equipment, which means you have a special tool. You've got the Safer Union bar, and the, I'm sure you get questions like, all right, well, if I lose the bar, now I've got a piece of equipment that I can't, can't operate. That seems like a, the biggest negative you would have, I guess, how do you overcome the, it's a specialized tool you need to operate this? 
I don't really think it's a negative that we have a specialized tool for a specialized union because a typical hammer union is going to have a hammer to tighten up. But what kind of hammer does it need? A steel or a brass? Depends on where it's at. So from the whale head, you're going to have to have a brass hammer. Well, that's a specialized piece of equipment that not everybody has. But the people that work on whale heads know they have to have that kind of hammer to deal with that kind of union. So it's just a, a change in the industry. Once people establish that the safer union is the way that they want to run, they're going to know from then on that this is what we need to make the job work. I've walked through doghouse after doghouse and seen broken hammer handles. Like they broke off a foot. Maybe they're shattered all the way and there's no hammer handle left at all. So we have, they have hammers available, but they don't work. You're not going to have that problem with safer union bar. It's solid steel. It's going to last a lifetime. You're not going to be breaking it in half. They're just going to have to keep up with it, but it's a change in mentality. You go to work with your safety glasses. You go to work with your safer union bar. That's a good point because I, I have seen broken hammers being used because they didn't get a replacement out there. And that's, well, it's all I got. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. So, you know, one of the things now that you got my mind working down this road, so you're bringing something new into the industry, right? And that's always a challenge. We, we, I mean, we know that. That was our bread and butter for, for 10 years, helping companies do that. But because you're from the industry, you can talk to talk. Like, I thought it was so cool you ran through Doghouse. Probably what percentage of our listeners actually know what that is. Well, at lunch, you mentioned a Kelly rig, which I say the official definition of a Kelly rig is an antiquated piece of equipment the old timers like to use to tell the new guys they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, mean, I actually don't know what a Kelly rig is. <laughs> but so some of the, the challenge you're going to face is actually helping these people understand that this change, because you have a different way of doing stuff, is actually better. How do you all have those conversations? With our customers yeah. or potential customers? Our potential customers, yeah. We just present, we have a presentation, we present to them and we just tell them how it is. I mean, <laughs> they actually already know, actually. They try to show them that the difference, what, what's going to happen. And when you take a hammer nut and you start beating it with a sledgehammer, you're impacting metal with metal. So you're changing the integrity of that steel as you hit it every time. If you don't believe that, then you have no idea what you're doing to metal when you're hitting it with metal. <laughs> no, that's true because that's one of the ways that used to, a million years ago, temper steel is they would beat it with a hammer. Right. Yeah. What's that show on uh, History Channel? You can watch Forged. Oh. For, Forged and Fire, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, how are they changing the, the way it looks? They're hitting it with with a hammer. So yeah. you're doing the same thing when you're hitting that nut. You're changing it. They, they, they wear the ears off of the nut. They So when you miss that nut, which they do very periodically, uh, <laughs> so you're changing what the integrity of that nut is. So. And that's where you run into the dangers. And that's what we try to get away from with the, the safer union. Yeah. And we talked about this over lunch. You know, when a company's looking at this, they don't know to, need to look at their entire enterprise. They don't have to change every single union in the entire fleet. They can start with a couple and test it out and see what it's like and then work their way through their inventory. Start on your high pressure stuff on your standpipe with your transducers and pressure gauges and see how you like it. See the ease of use and then start on something else. If you run them in a straight line, you're going to want to change every one of them in that line. As you start using them, you'll realize that safer unions are quite a bit tighter than hammer unions, and it's an even torque that they're all going to have. Yeah, which doesn't exist now. They've got to be easier to install. I mean, these we talk about hammer unions. I think everybody, if you haven't used one or you haven't used one in a while, you're thinking of, all right, we're just out in a, out in a field chopping wood where everything's – these things are in tight spots or you're, you're elevated, you're tied off, you've got you know a sledge that's tied off. It's not as easy to use as something where you're just you know, ratcheting it down, which it seems like this is. Not to mention tight spots, but to put, I guess, put some false theories to rest that the safer union is exactly the same OD as a typical hammer union. So it's, you're not going to have to redesign anything. It will fit exactly where the old hammer unions do. And it's actually weighs less. So it's actually lighter. It's actually lighter than a, a regular hammer union. We just use the steel that was already there and put it in better places. 
Well, you're, and you're not going to have those. I mean, you don't have the the. I forget what they're called. The little nubs you're supposed to hit with the hammer. wings. The yeah, the wings. Yeah, you yeah. don't have them. You don't have those sticking out. Which no, that's when, a fat chunk of steel. We yeah, just, when you're when you're passing a hose that has a hammer unit on, you have to watch about you know catching a handrail or catching a piece of equipment. And another thing is you have to block your iron up. If you're making up a long run of iron on the ground, you're gonna have to block that iron up three or four inches off the ground so the union itself will spin. Well, there's a lot of damages or there's a lot of injury potential involved with that. You got to pick up a heavy stack of iron. You got to set it on a board. Somebody hits it one time, it falls off, then you do it all over again. You keep picking it up and down. Safer unit, it's it's a, a circle. You can make it up on the ground with it laid on the ground. It doesn't matter. Wow. It will turn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's I, not I, gonna, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. A lot of people don't think about that, but we really have spent the last few years coming up with every possibility of a way that this thing's not going to work, but it's going to work anywhere you put it, any way you want to put it. It's safer no matter no matter the situation. I don't know. It's, it's been a, a different episode of our show. I don't really like talking about just a product when a company comes on. I like talking about overall safety and what you're doing to, to help make the, the oil field safer. I just, you know, having had used hammer unions on four inch pipe and on pipe on a hose, exactly what you're talking, having to chalk it up and do all that. It's just a pain. <laughs> yeah, but you know, in this case, it's worth it, Patrick. This makes such a difference in the problem that we all know is really out there and you're not having has some radical change. It's just, it's a better way of doing stuff. Yeah. If I had to never, never grab another sledge and face shield and two blocks of wood and two pipe wrenches. And if I never had to do that again, that would be awesome. Yeah, so we're at the point now where we probably should do the Red Wing, speaking of safety, Red Wing safety tip of the week. So do y'all have a safety tip for our audience? I was on a location on a coal tubing unit one day looking at a problem the company had and I looked out there and they were hammering up the wellhead for the job and the guy was smoking a cigarette so it looked like a bad idea <laughs> don't smoke on the wellhead don't that, smoke at the wellhead that, that's that's a really good safety tip that, <laughs> so cool. I found my truck and I left yeah <laughs> I guess so so you know you're, you're bringing this product to market so what's next I mean uh, or is, is now you're at that point where you just need to get companies to reach out and check out what y'all are doing we'd like to get some Purchase orders. Okay. That's next. <laughs> yeah. So cash flow. Yeah. We pressured this thing up to 50,000 pounds. Jeez. And it's a 15,000 pound unit, which tested 22.5. So. Wow. You know, people want us to destroy factor. it. And pull tested it at 130. So, you know, we've done all the, the things that need to be done to make sure it's safe. All the API ratings you need to put it on any piece of equipment in the oil field? Yes, sir. That was a bunch of hoops y'all had to go through. Y'all have been working on this for a very long time. We have. Actually, I think Ramco was the first vendor list we ever got put on. And to meet that vendor list requirement, Ray had to go through some pretty extensive stuff. That's correct. I mean, Ramco was the first. They haven't bought anything, but they were the first vendor that accepted it. Yeah. So you, you're on a Ramco's approved vendors list. You're, you're there. Now they've, they just need to buy from you. They've come checked out the shop. They know exactly where the metal. That's part of the, the story with Safer Union is none of it's Chinese made. It's all made in America. The steel that it's made out of is made in America. Yeah, and there's a backstory here for audiences that know this. So years ago, the Chinese had a chance to actually capture a lot of the equipment manufacturing in the oil and gas. And then unfortunately, their quality control sucks. We're not going to get into why, but it does. And so you actually had American companies that bought pieces of equipment from China, and it failed. The people got hurt. So now, even though it's not written down anywhere well, – actually, I know it is written down. Actually, we're talking about – I'm not going to mention a company, but I know – us sub manufacturer out there that in their contracts, if the raw iron, not the steel, if the raw iron comes from China, they won't touch it because you just can't take a chance. That's actually a really good point. So y'all know where the steel come from. Y'all have an audit trail so you can show everything that's always done all properties, heat treated properties, machine properly. And, and if you buy that offshore, you don't have those guarantees. No. And another thing with heat treat, 
every union has a heat stamp number on it. That's not typical with hammer unions. So if, if a union does defect for some reason, we know exactly what unions were made in that batch. So we could pull every one of those unions back. If you buy Chinese or even American main unions now and one of them defects, where's the rest of them that come out of that batch? You have no idea. Yeah, that's really some good forward thinking to have an audit trail so you can actually pull that batch out. Speaking of Red Wing, Red Wing does that with uh, the leather. Yeah, we walk through their their, um, their tannery all the way to the boots. And from the moment the leather comes into their tannery, they can track. From the moment it's the, the guy slaughtering the cow, they can yeah. track it all the way back to the slaughterhouse, right? But for that same reason, if there's a defect, they want to know exactly where it is and pull that whole batch out because they don't want any defective products out in the market. But even the the major OEMs have had issues with that, two, different, two separate BOP manufacturers had issues with their uh, wellhead connector bolts that I was with a company when we pulled ours, half the boats had, had sheared off. And that was two separate BOP manufacturers got their bolts from the same company. When the first batch of failures came in, they didn't trace it all. They, for some reason, couldn't trace it back to that, that bolt manufacturer, but it was, yeah, it was bad heat treatment on the steel. The major guys, and I don't want to mention any names, but they're, they should catch that kind of stuff. So it, it, traceability is a huge uh, deal. Yeah, so good good for y'all for building that into the product. And was that built in from the beginning? Absolutely. Yeah, so you just knew that when we do this, we're going to do it right. In case there's any problems with it, we know we already have the system in place to be able to catch that. Well, it's easier to do it from the beginning. So right. we've done it from conception. So Yeah, good call on the on the steel. I didn't even think about so where the source, but you're right, Patrick. If it's not sourced properly and you have issues. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we've thought about pretty much everything you can – I say we – well, we have we have a four foot bar and we have a two foot bar. For uh, a company wanted the two foot bar, so when they're in the man baskets, it's easier to operate. They said so. We we made them a two foot bar. Do you have fall arresters uh, that you can you can put on all the all the bars that you have? And Every bar has a tie off yeah, on it yeah, for uh, for a lanyard. That's that's something that has always amazed me that you have to get a special. You know, we, we order wrenches for the oil field, and we don't buy ones that you can. You know, they're. It's not just the, the <laughs> lanyard tie-off on it that we've designed into this, but if you look at the bar, and I know you have one over there, you'll see on the bottom of it, see there's a J-latch for those listening. That J-latch, you put the bar in there, twist it, and you cannot pull it back out. So if you're working overhead, it's not going to fall out and hit you in the face. You have to physically turn the bar to get it back out of the hole. That's another safety factor that we added into the bar to, to eliminate overhead hazards. So when you're, So if your hands are greasy from your gloves or whatever, you know, it's not going to be a problem. Well, yeah, yeah and even if you get a... Uh, a tied off sledge. Again, if you break that handle, that it doesn't do any good. Right. <laughs> How many times have you seen a sledgehammer head come flying out of a man basket? A million times. Yeah. yeah. That's not going to fall out of a man basket. Yeah. It's, man, it's a lot of thought put into even the operations side of this. So, Will, you, you've been in the industry for a long time. You've seen all this stuff. You've, um, you've come up with a solution to help solve this. What's next? So you have to, I can tell already you have a passion of keeping people safe. You know, you, you now have a solution that's going to make an impact, but I guarantee your mind's still working. You're looking at other issues out there. And if, if it's something proprietary y'all working on, we don't need to talk about it. I'm just curious. You, All I got to say is I don't think the minds at R&H or Safe Union are, are done yet. I think there's a lot of work in process on, on a lot of oil field stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of problems out there that need to be fixed. That's for darn sure. I almost cussed on the show. <laughs> you got some good guys working on this here. Yeah, there's a lot of people out there working on stuff. Oh, it was cool. A while back, we had National Allwell on, and they figured out that if you're trying to climb a ladder and somebody's in front of you wearing a hard hat, you can't see. And so they did the research, and they found that nobody had ever patented. So they have a hard hat that has a clear section right here so you can see up. And they could have monetized that. They could have taken that and kept it to themselves, and they, they're selling it to their competitors. 
because they want everybody to be safe. Even the people they're competing against, they want them to be safe. And it's one of the things I just love about our industry. It sounds like y'all are, are down that same path where you're just trying to make sure people are, are able to do their jobs quicker and safer. And that's really cool. Yes, sir. We don't want to sell all the unions, replace all the unions out there. Just two-thirds of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know what? It's uh, Once a company adopts this and um, and it, you kind of go through that trial by fire, once the field techs, field staff start coming back and go, man, this is way quicker, way easier. Didn't pull my back out. Didn't have to go try to find a hammer. It's just going to naturally percolate through through the industry. I think y'all I think y'all hit a home run yet. Y'all just haven't got to go up to bat. But, I, I mean, I think y'all have knocked it out of the park. Oh, yeah. We talked a little bit about a lunch of how you sell into oil and gas. And, you know, if you can convince the guys that are dealing with this equipment and having to swing that sledge or in charge of the safety metrics of their guys in the field, I think it's a it's it's a no brainer. Yeah. And so if people wanted to learn more about what y'all are doing, where should they go? Google Safer Union or go to rnhmanufacturing.com. Is that the website? right? LLC.com. <laughs> You might want to read the whole RH machine LLC.com. Yeah. And audience, don't worry about this package. We'll have a link, link in the show notes. notes. Yep. Yeah. And if you're listening, even if you're not in this world, even if you're not in the field, go check this out because it's so simple and, but it makes such a big difference. So it's the whole reason we have them on the show. Cause this is, this is making a, a, this is something that's actually moving the needle. Yeah. Or if you even like in the beginning of the episode, we talked about what a hammer union is. If you don't know what a hammer union is, go check this out. This is uh this should be replacing them. At least two thirds of the hammer unions out there in the field pretty shortly. Hey Patrick, that video that you showed me is that a public video? Yeah, y'all y'all did share a video. Or a, I know you shared, shared a video of side by side somebody putting a hammer union on and somebody putting the safer union on. Well, you can go to YouTube and just uh, put in hammer union and or safer union, excuse me, and uh, it'll pull up a video. Yeah, we'll put a link that where too because if you watch that video, you get it. I mean, in ten seconds, yeah. you get it. LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, any social media outlet, pretty much you're going to be able to find safer union and how it can save you money and time. Yeah. So this is probably a point, Will and Ray, you see that bag right there? That's the Red Wing offshore bag. It is in crazy demand. It's become a cult status. People offer us cash for that. There's only one way you win. You have to go to redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. That's redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. Put your information in. We draw one lucky winner a week. Y'all can enter. The audience can enter and you can enter every week. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be an offshore bag. Mark's never even been to a rig. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. No, your bag's right. never I'm, been. My yeah. Bags are big. yeah, you're right about that. But still, it's a cool bag. Your office yeah. mates would get jealous. All right. So um, we put links in the show notes. Ray, Will, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been really awesome. I'm telling you all, I get excited about stuff because I have a passion for this industry. And this is one of those things I'm excited about. I'm really looking forward to y'all's success. We'll give, them a, we'll give them six months when they're blowing and going. We'll have them back on the show and talk about some of the stuff they've seen in the field. Absolutely. Look forward to it. So if you want to get your crew, your sales and marketing people in front of a bunch of prospects, we have 42 events that the uh, Oil and Gas Global Network is going to bring the podcast to. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to share details. It's a very inexpensive way for you to get some high quality exposure. Now you ready to get out of here? Well, coming up, okay, so we, on that note, we've got NAEP Summit uh, coming up and the IDC Health Safety Environment and Training Conference. So those are, those are the two next on the horizon. We've got a lot more coming up. Actually, I'm glad you brought up NAEP. So we have a big shout out to Total Land Lafayette, Louisiana. They're our NAEP event sponsor. Uh, we're shooting some videos with them. We're getting them on some of the podcasts. Uh, we're doing some really cool things with them. We just want to thank them for um, being the sponsor for NAEP. And if you're in that Landman world, go check out Total Land. They're literally that Landman's virtual office. Now I think we're ready to get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Y'all be safe out there. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Red Wings Oil and Gas HSC Podcast, a production of the Global Oil and Gas Network. Learn more from Mark LaCour at modalpoint.com.
Connect with Patrick Pister at leanoilfield.com. From Houston to London to Dubai. 